Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up and welcome back to the Kind of Funny Games cast. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by one of the coolest dudes in video games, Greg Miller. Timothy, it does me well to see you. How are you this morrow? I am fantastic this morrow, Sir Greg. Uh, how are you? New face of video games, blessing at Aoye Jr. I'm doing good, Tim. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. And rounding out the crew for today, the Nitro Rifle himself. We heard that he's two-thirds through Elden Ring and he can't wait to keep going. Andy Cortez. Good evening, Fel Tarnished. Damn. See, I got a little, I got some nice welcomes throughout the entire day there. I liked that. I like that mm-hmm. a lot. It feels good. That's what we do here at Kind of Funny on the Kind of Funny Games cast, where you can watch it on youtube.com slash kind of funny games or roosterteeth.com. If you want to listen to it as a podcast, you got to search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Games cast, and we'll be right there for you. If you wanted to get the show ad free, if you wanted to watch it live as we record it, and if you want the exclusive post show where we play a fun game show, we like to call Bless Who. You got to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games, just like our Patreon producers, Gordon McGuire, Fargo Brady, Pranksy, Dan, Golden Spider B, Tyler Ross, Delaney Twinning, First Responder ND, Julian the Gluten Free Gamer, James Hastings, and Casey Andrew have done. We appreciate you all so very much. If you don't have a dollar to toss our way, that's totally cool. Anytime you're on the Epic Game Store, make sure you use our Epic Creator Code, kind of funny, and you will help support us without paying any additional dollars. It's fantastic stuff. You get to support video games and support kind of funny. What more could you want to do in life? I'm not really sure. Uh, some <laughs> housekeeping for you. Speaking of Dan, Golden Spider B, I just want to say I haven't laughed harder in a long time than seeing Andy and Bless play Elden Ring and seeing a hand spider come at Blessing and him <laughs> losing his mind. I, plus, I didn't know you had that type of energy in you. <laughs> I didn't know either, Tim. I, I've, I've been talking about this a lot with Andy specifically that like from software has a way of creating new fears that I didn't know I had. And they've done it with Bloodborne before where like I see some spider shit and I'm like, oh shit, I didn't realize I was scared of spiders this much. When I saw the hand spiders <laughs> in Elden Ring, legit, like I, I I saw them during the review period. I got to the to the manor. It's called Karia Manor. We walk in and there's these giant spiders for people who are unaware, right? Who like and they're not spiders, right? They're giant hands that have spider-like movements and have way too many digits, right? Like Tim, you know how hands usually have like, I don't know, four or five fingers. <laughs> these things have like 20. And like they're gigantic. They drop down and they run at you. And I saw that during the review period when I was playing by myself and I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. I'm not playing this. I'm just gonna leave this for later. Maybe when I'm on a stream or something. And so yeah, me and Andy finally got back around to doing that on the stream. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what activates, but I, I have like a physiological reaction to these things. Oh, yeah. We saw. We saw. Yeah. Now, first off, I, I appreciate the use of, the, of of digits. Like that was the moment in the video where I was like, Bless is having an out-of-body experience right now. Well, even his mind isn't working correctly. This motherfucker just dropped the word digits to explain fingers. <laughs> which is Physiological. I, I just – I love it so much. And here you just see him being pulled back. 
I love it. You got to check out our TikTok. Go check out at Kind of Funny Games. We also post it to our Twitter and Instagram and all that. Your social media platform of choice will be right there, including our YouTube pages. You can get them on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny or Kind of Funny Games in shorts format, depending on what channel you prefer. Um, Why not both? That's what I always say. Uh, That thing was great. And then in addition to that, there was one other housekeeping thing I wanted to say. Oh, Samoa Joe is hosting uh, Kind of Funny Games Daily on Thursday. That is utterly incredible, and I'm so excited. And that's another funny video, not edited or anything, but just Greg tweeted a clip out of uh, me reacting to Greg Miller live on Kind of Funny Games Daily calling legendary wrestler Samoa Joe casually talking to him and then inviting him to be a host on Games Daily. So I can't wait to see that happen. So for the record, you said that will be a TikTok. I hit up Raj today. I was like, hey, I had asked for this a while ago and I didn't know if you had a chance to do it. He's like, I'm actually waiting. I'm going to have him be on the show and then do one super edit of it. I'm like, that makes sense. That's awesome. Fear not TikTok, folks. You will see it eventually. That's hilarious. Yeah, it was it was uh, going back really quickly to that Elden Ring thing, Tim. We experienced a lot of fear with Bless. We got through a lot of of trouble, and we were able to sort of face our fears. Still come out on the other side of it a bit scared, but, you know, more brave, I think, than when we entered. And then later on, I think Bless was going to stream on his personal Twitch channel, uh, Blessing Jr., and he texted me, Hey, I'm about to go into Volcano Manor. Are there any spider hand things there? <laughs> and it was one of those, it was a text that I saw. I was napping, so I didn't see until super late. And there aren't any hand spiders there in Volcano yeah. Manor. There are around that. Volcano Manor. On that's the way what, to it, yes. Yeah, that's what fucked me up is that, like, they, Miyazaki knows what he's doing. Because, like, it, it, it's like it, they have maps scattered around the, the, the world where, like, you can pick up a map and that'll fill in what the texture of the world is when you boot up your actual map. And so, like, the one map marker that you can pick up near there has a spider or has like a hand spider that is camping out on it to where as soon as you walk up on it over a hill, a spider will come through. And I'm like, oh, fuck. And that happened to me. And I was like, dude, if there's if these things are in there, Andy, I don't know if I'm beating this game. Tim, in that area that that Bless was scared in the video you saw. So there's the little small ones. There's that big one that you saw in the world that attacked him. And there are other ones scattered throughout there in that in that manor area, in the grounds area. And. They're not always visible, but sometimes when they are, their fingernails are sticking out of the ground. Oh, no. Yeah. And so, like, you might be walking and you just see, like, pointy fingernails in the ground. You're like, what's that? And you walk up to it and boom, it just, like, jumps out, leaps at you. Oh, it is. It's really gross stuff. It's gross stuff. Great game. Oh, my God. Gotta love it. Uh, Today, we're brought to you by Upstart Express VPN, Chime, and Babbel. But we'll tell you about that later because, oh, what is that, boys? Review, review season. season it carries on we're gonna do do a full review of wwe 2k 2022 in just a second but before we get there you guys actually got to do a little fun i don't know if you call it a preview but a, a fun opportunity for tiny tina's wonderlands How that's right that, that's right tim yeah so we did sponsored content uh with 2k but not sponsored in the way you know we uh talked to you about the game sponsored that for the first time in forever they invited us to the studio which i guess makes it sound like they don't invite us places i mean that there's been a global pandemic and we haven't done anything in person in a long time uh they had hit me up because obviously we did the borderlands show for them uh and they were looking for a foursome to come up and show off their uh brand new end game for tiny uh, tiny tina's wonderlands the chaos chamber so myself blessing at Oye jr janet garcia and andrew Renee from What's Good Games uh, went up to 2K Nevada a couple weeks ago and got to be in person, which is crazy because I had never met Janet before. 
That was my first time so meeting cool. Janet in person. That's wild. Even though I've worked with her for how long now? And then I hadn't seen Andrea in a work sense in forever. And then Blessing, I hadn't seen in a while. But I feel like we talk enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> did, did he tell everybody yet that I forced him into watching Batman v Superman this weekend? He was like, I'll never watch that movie. And then two, one text later, I got him locked in. He's Greg is Greg, Greg was talking to me with me yesterday. I'm actually not, I'm not watching Batman v Superman, to be clear. But like I'll last night. Watch the extended edition. It's not, it's not bad. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. It's not no, bad. It was the thing bad. where yesterday during PS Love You, we were talking, right? And the show starts and we're talking about like movies that are too long because we're talking about god of war coming to the big screen and i was like oh man i'd like to see a god of war movie that's like three hours long and i was like actually not three hours long because three hours is too long for a movie and uh, of course that was coming off of me watching batman which is three hours long and me feeling like three hours long is too long for the batman to which greg then dms me mid-show an amazon link to batman v superman ultimate edition oh yeah and i was like greg i'm never i'm never watching the ultimate edition of batman v superman you couldn't pay me to watch the ultimate edition you, of sh- batman you v should superman. at some point in your thank life you. thank should you I? because this is uh, batman v superman the original is real bad the fight yeah. But then, like later on in the in the evening, I get a random text from Greg of like the Amazon link to <laughs> Batman v Superman <laughs> Ultimate Edition. To which I respond, Greg, I'll prefer for the Riddler to be real and for him to discover that I forced my parents' signature in eighth grade or some shit than to watch Batman v Superman Ultimate Edition. About thirty minutes later, I get a text from my very good friend Yusef McGee, and he's like, oh, God. "Oh, hey man, uh, me and me and B are thinking about doing a movie night this weekend. Would you want in?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, man, I'm busy on Saturday, but if you're doing it Friday, I'm down." Yusef's like, "Oh yeah, man, we can make Friday work." And then Yusef texts me like minutes later and is like, "Hey, like we're feeling hot off of, off of watching the Batman movie. We're thinking about doing Batman v Superman <laughs> Ultimate Edition." <laughs> to which I read that, I text him back, and I'm like, "Did Greg put you up to this?" And Yusef's like, what do you mean? And I'm like, did Greg's been joking with me the whole day about that maybe Superman Ultimate Edition? Like, did he put you up to this? And he's like, oh man, that's funny. No, like we just we just we just really want to watch Batman v Superman. So I was like, all right, I guess the master I'll watch schemer, the master yeah, was, schemer. And like, I didn't know how to. T- I didn't know what to do in this situation because like I had just told Greg that like never no like nothing could be done to make me watch this fucking movie. Right. The homies hit me up, and I was like. I guess I'll watch. Like, I really love Yusef and Belinda. I love hanging out You're, with them. You already agreed I'll to watch it. a movie. Like, you can't yeah. back out and be like, no, nah, I don't like that movie. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I made the commi- commi- commitment. So I was like, all right, yeah, I guess I'll do it. To then, like, Greg, I forget exactly what happened. I think I texted Greg and I was like, hey, man, just so you know, Yusef is texting me and it looks like I'm watching Batman v Superman. I wake up this morning, Yusef texts me and is like, nah, man, I'm joking. Greg did put me up to this. We're not, we're not watching Batman v Superman. I was like, what the fuck, man? What the Yusef fuck? flipped on horrible. you so hard. My text message exchange went like this. Hey, help me out and fuck. This is out of the blue. Hey, help me out and fuck with Bless. He just goes, gladly, what are you thinking? <laughs> That's what you need in a friend. He's like, I don't care. That's I mean, let's roll. Where are we going? Right Climb in the car. We're going after Bless. <laughs> oh my god! Tina's Wonderland. Uh, so yeah, they they uh, put out a thing today announcing uh, Chaos Chamber, which is the end game mode for the game. And so they had hit us up and we're like, "Hey, do you want to just come up here and play the game? Just come up and play the game." And you know, we need people playing it. And since you guys are local and we love working with you, we'd love to have you do it. And then you know, you tweet about it or whatever if you liked it. And we're like, "Sure, of course." So we ran up there and we played it, and I had a great time with it. You know. Obviously, I'm a fan of Borderlands. I think that goes without saying. We, you've heard many a Borderlands story from Greg Miller in the run-up to Borderlands 3, let alone getting Borderlands 3 and then doing the Borderlands show with Fran long after uh, the launch of the game and continue to go through all the DLC and stuff to that uh, uh, regard. So Tiny Tina's Wonderlands has been on my, oh, I'm going to play that. I'm looking forward to that. But I haven't gone over the moon for it, nor have I gone out of my way to look at things outside of what we get when we do the showcases or something like at E3 where Gearbox did their presentation, which was awful. Uh, but the Tiny Tina stuff was interesting, right? And so 
this was my first time really getting into the world because even with Borderlands 2, I hadn't done the Assault on Dragon Keep, which is the you know DLC that kind of spawns this. Because if you're unfamiliar in this game, what's happening is Tiny Tina is running basically a D&D game, right? She's running Bunkers and Badasses uh, and you're playing through that. So it's Borderlands, but it's a, you know, mystical mythical borderlands in the storybook right so a lot of butt stallions and stuff like that but there are classes there are uh you know uh mages and things like of that nature so this is my first time jumping in and i was surprised how much it isn't borderlands 3 like and i know there, there's a you know an undercurrent today at the announcement of this which is its first real look where people are like i think even in my comments about it on my twitter just like so is this just a reskin borderlands 3 and i saw somebody coming back uh, like in a more public thing be like that's really offensive. Like, is Borderlands 3 a reskin Borderlands 2 kind of thing? Like, I I wasn't uh, somewhere in saying, oh, man, what a cheap thing they're doing here. I expected this to be different, but I'm sh- I'm not shocked. I'm surprised by how different it is and how it doesn't – like, even – it's clearly Borderlands-inspired. Clearly, it's Borderlands as you play it, but it's not me going through and being like, I recognize that asset, asset. I recognize that asset. I know what I'm doing here. I know what I'm doing there. Like, I didn't get that vibe from it. So playing it and having character classes uh, that you have in Tiny Tina's that actually play differently and do all these different things, like, that was interesting and fun to get our heads wrapped around. We first started playing, you know, Andrea was playing as the glass cannon. And so for her, she was, you had to figure out how to work that build. I was playing as a berserker, which is, you know, a cold infused berserker. It feels different than how I played Flash huh. in Borderlands 3 or something that. Thank you very much. Get it now. This is a game That's for good. you. This is a game yeah. for you. Yeah. Oh, burr. Yeah, burr. It's cold out there. Uh, I, was, there I was like, why are you some pretty- Toros in the atmosphere. Uh, I said bird. There it is. Bring it on, everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You nailed it. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm I'm talking a lot. Blessing, did you enjoy Chaos Chamber? Did you enjoy what you played of it? Yeah, I had a good time. Uh, the specific specific mode that we played, right, which was the end game mode, has roguelite uh, kind of systems to it, where it is we're going through room by room and choosing which room we, we want to go through next, depending on what the rewards are that we want to get. And we're able to kind of like pick the difficulty, pick how hard we want to go, pick we want to do the side objectives. And I've not really experienced any sort of like Borderlands endgame because Borderlands for me is a series that I like Borderlands. I like playing it casually, but I've never had the patience to push through the however many hours it takes to finish Borderlands and then play the endgame and then play the DLC and then push like push through all that stuff. Usually I'll pick it up and like I think me and Barrett had the story where we tried so hard. It was like four months. It was like right before you started working for kind of funny. And there was like a good four months that we were trying to like beat it together and this was like this journey and i swear it was like every single night we would start we would play for 20 minutes and then both you and i would like fall asleep while playing yeah yeah and it's that it's that thing of like i think one for me once i play enough borderlands i'm like all right cool i got what i wanted out of it and then i just feel you know tired by it um i was interested as i was playing uh wonderlands because i was like okay this is a different flavor of it it almost reminds me i i, I think the the reskin thing is interesting because it reminds me almost of uh, like either like a Majora's Mask to an Ocarina of Time or a mm, like Far mm. Cry Primal to a, a to a, a Far Cry 3 or Far Cry 4 I forget which one that was but you know it's a different take on it that makes it more interesting that might be bouncing off of the recent release but finds ways to switch it up and finds ways to uh, keep keep your energy engaged and so like I do like the Tiny t- Tina twist you know I think the fantasy stuff in here is fun different and like the Borderlands traditional humor never always hit with me. Like, I never thought it was too terrible. I know a lot of people split different ways in terms of how funny or not funny they think Borderlands is. I've always thought it was fine, right? It's not something that ever bothered me. But I do think the having, like, a um, a place to lean into, right? Or, like, a, I guess, a bit to lean into when it comes to the D&D type stuff, right? I think does get, does give them good prompts for jokes. Like, I was joking with you guys during the actual recording that, like, 
every time an achievement would come up, I laugh because like I thought they were nailing uh, uh, nailing it in terms of like the I, I can't I can't pull them at uh, any director at this moment, but like they had a lot of good puns, a lot of good like D and D jokes, right? Like a lot of good Borderlands style jokes, but you know pertaining to D and D that I thought were fun. Um, the gameplay I felt like was Borderlands, but you know everything kind of had a twist to it, right? Like you mentioned being the Berserker, you mentioned the class that Andrea was. I can't remember the exact class I was. I think I might have been the Graveborn. Graveborn, um, yeah, that makes sense. I haven't pulled up over here. So Graveborn. Graveborn yeah. are death-touched acolytes who sacrifice health to unleash devastating dark magic attacks and become the phantasmal reaper of bones accompanied by their manic demi-lich companion. Yeah. Andy, and Andy what's I, your take on the word acolyte? Acolytes are really cool because I think of WWF for back in the day. Yes, Andy. Oh, my God. I That was one of those where he said it. And I, I reached out. I'm like, somebody has to remember Farouk and yeah, Bradshaw. Acolytes, we got to be talking about the APA right now, right? Yeah, Fuck yeah, Andy. Andy. I'm proud of you. I'm hot. Uh, I'm taking I, I wish off. I saved that for later. It would have been a great segue. To <laughs> <have> <laughs> <been> <laughs> sorry. Bless. Bless. Back to you. <laughs> but, but yeah, like, you know, I, I liked I liked playing as the Graveborn. I liked having my uh, Demolich next to me hanging out with me. And like also I had another companion because you can like mix and match classes in this one uh which i it's which is new for uh borderlands franchise so that was cool um but yeah like i had an overall good time like i was actually i enjoyed it more than i thought i was going to for somebody who like tends to bounce off right like i, I can yeah. see myself when tiny tina actually comes out me doing streams with greg and whoever wants to come through of hey yeah let's do the end game let's do the um like the roguelite mode which what, what was it called again greg chaos chamber chaos chamber right let's do one or two runs of chaos chamber and have a good time like so really yeah like, it's all standalone right like this isn't anything you need to have oh no it's, it's a standalone game it's totally no no standalone. it's all its own it's all its cool. own yeah, yeah yeah and like the here's uh, the chaos chamber stuff like i don't think I'll, I'll end up playing it after the fact and i don't think it's because it's bad i think i'm just i'm very much i play borderlands for the story and again i know humor is different for every person i thought borderlands 3 was funny i enjoyed that i really enjoyed the dlcs i thought the uh, the wedding was great and all that uh, i digress uh, the casino boat that was great too but what i like about this is i know from doing the borderlands show how hardcore the borderlands community is about min maxing and having the best build and how and it's like a stuff that like i i knew people loved borderlands i knew people played borderlands 2 up until borderlands 3 but i didn't realize how much there was this undercurrent hardcore let's go through and figure out the best dps how to melt bosses let's do blah 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 and so if you're that kind of person if you're a fran right that's why fran and i work so well in the show is that i was there for the story and what was going on and i enjoyed playing it with jen you know on normal and having fun i didn't really want to roll beyond uh, you know they changed mayhem around but i didn't really want to roll between the mid mayhem system which made the game tougher this one what i like if you're trying to be that min maxer right is that they say uh, the mission a run of this should only take you 20 to 30 minutes obviously you can make it tougher and make it longer uh the idea of going through makes sense as you play you get these things called moon orbs right that you can then use when you leave the mode uh to you know re-roll the enchantments on your gun so you're trying to get the better enchantments there but also if you're like how i am in this and borderlands where i'm like i like two kinds of weapons i usually like an assault rifle right i usually like a good pistol you can play this over and over again and then the other currency i forget what it's called i guess i could look it up i think it's crystals uh yeah crystals the crystals you're earning in there at the end of the mode when you've gone through and you beat it you then walk in before you go back into the you know quote-unquote real world that you're coming from uh you can then put the crystals into specific like here's an assault rifle bunny that barfs up all these assault rifles that you can then go and obviously there's rng attached if it's going to be a good one or a bad one or whatever but it's there that you can get that. So if you are just looking for a better version of that gun, you've hit a different level and you like your assault. Like that was my thing with Borderlands three is I found myself in play situations where I was like, Oh man, like 
I liked this gun, but I've now got a gun that's more powerful, even though it's not the kind of gun I like, I'll switch over to that. So that idea of running it to try to get that makes sense. And I think that I would use it in that sense if I'm into this game and I want to play the DLCs for it, that I want the better gun going into the DLCs. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked about this. I, the, I This will be the first Borderlands that I play on keyboard mouse. And ever wow. since I switched over to PC, I just feel like I... Uh, I Tim, I unlocked a talent that I didn't even know oh, I yeah. had, right? Like suddenly, sure. suddenly I'm at least top 50 in the world in FPS games. Top five in Destiny, some people might say. Um, but I'm... I never wanted to play the DLCs for Borderland um, in the same way that whenever Destiny would come out with like a minor expansion, I'm like, I'm good with that. But this being sort of this brand new thing that everybody can kind of hop in and everybody's sort of like at the same level and I'm not feeling super left behind. Um, sure. And the idea that it is a brand new world with really great crossplay and just gun mechanics that I adored. Like I, I loved Borderlands 3. I had a blast with it. Uh, but when it was done... I never felt like I wanted to do the end game or do any of the extra DLCs. So this will this is pretty exciting, honestly. Is the game crossplay? The Borderlands Three is. Wait, Borderlands Three is crossplay? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think they maybe <laughs> later high. supported it so you could do Xbox and play or Xbox and uh, PC, but I don't know if they ever got PlayStation. Oh, am I high right now? No, no, it was, it was a big thing they struggled with for a long time. <laughs> yes, Borderlands Three is cross platform between Xbox One. Xbox Series S and X, Mac, PC, and Stadia. Ooh, but not PlayStation. Oh, come yeah. on. Yeah, it's about. Uh, like, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on the GameHouse.com. They say since Tiny Tina's Wonderland's crossplay functionality will not likely be supported, at least on the initial release. Hmm. That's sorry. Uh, sorry to break your news. Sorry. I mean, you not just playing. Play hey, just, come, just come over, yeah. man. Yeah. Tiny Tina's Blunderlands. Jesus, wow, thank you. you got it. You got him there. Thank you. Go to kindoffunny.com slash tiny Tina and go to click on the thing and say, we sent you. But I had fun. I had fun playing it. And it's like, again, I think for me, what it was, was, oh man, I'm really going to enjoy playing the real game, the base game, not the necessarily the end game. Maybe I will, maybe I won't, but I'm usually not the grind it out, go run the boss again and again and again. What I did like was the taste of Will Arnett. Will Arnett, we already knew was in the game. Oh, getting that's to right. Getting to hear, hear from him in, inside the game world. I was like, oh, that's going to be fucking good. That's going to be fun. How was Andy Sandberg? I don't think I heard him. Andy Samberg. I'm Andy, Andy Samberg. Samberg. I, this is Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, and I'm Andy Samberg. Yeah, I think it's different enough, Tim, from Borderlands 3, and I'm excited to play it. Hell yeah. There you go. Moving on now. WWE 2K 2022. They took a year off to fix all the problems. Did they, Greg? Let's start here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> WWE 2K 2022. I have been looking forward to this for a while. As Tim brings it up, maybe you don't know. Maybe you're you're like, I really want to hear the Elden Ring talk. I'll suffer through some wrestling, and I appreciate that if it's you. Remember, of course, what had happened. For WWE 2K20, the people who made the game quit. <laughs> and they went to work on an AEW game. So 2K's visual concepts like, we can do this on our own, and they could not do it. It was a trash fire. Full of bugs, full of problems, eviscerated online, memes all over the place, clips all over the place. Then next the next year for wwe 2k21 they said you know what no we're not gonna do it which is an outrageous thing to say when you think about 2k take two interactive not annualizing a sports game working for wwe too another company that likes to make their money and have their uh regular wrestling games right like uh, if you're new around here or at least haven't been me the whole ride remember that like wrestling games are like definitive greg miller shit and like obviously as i've gotten older and uh, you know, the wrestling's changing yada yada i mean like i my uh 
desire to play or ability to or whatever has lessened. But I used to review them everyone at IGN, right? And before then, I, I learned about IGN really and have definitive memories of IGN from going and watching the superstar videos. I remember in high school, having the, the computers in the the computer lab actually had the ethernet to them right so i was able to go up there and i remember oh, watching shit. chris jericho's entrance in wrestlemania 2000 like the the thursday after he debuted on monday night raw that i was at no big deal august 9th 1999 changed my life but being able to watch that there and be like on ig be like this is the future blessing out of you jr Greg, were you the type to go online and look up the formulas to design different wrestlers? The wrestlers 100% here in the game. Yeah. 100%. Are you kidding me? Of course I was. Yeah. And, th- and this goes all the way back through, you know, you my entire history. Colonel from KFC, right? Of course you had to have the Colonel from KFC. Uh, Incredible Hulk every year. You know what I mean? Captain yeah. America oh, for yeah. no reason. Uh, but all the way back to Genesis and, you know, uh, even stuff on Super Nintendo or NES or when I'm playing at a friend's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm big into wrestling video games, right? So after I gave up reviewing them at IGN and passed that off to somebody else, like I, I check in. When, when I, was that Greg? You know, I was trying to figure that out myself. It had to have been around up at noontime. Like I, if you, I mean, if I, so I was, uh, Andy, give me a Google on IGN, WWE 2K 11 and 2K 10 and see if I reviewed either of those, if I had already passed it off then. So you, you were reviewing the 2K brand of WWE. Games. This is Greg Miller, 2K 11 SmackDown versus raw WWE. Okay. Yeah. And now you want 2K12? Well, if I had 2K11, yeah. yeah. 2K12, I bet it's where I fall off. Maybe it's 2K13. Well, everybody waits with bated breath as Andy Googles to see where Greg gave off on reviews. WWE 12 is by Richard George. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and I think, you know, that coincides with uh, moving over to hosting stuff and up at noon stuff and yada, yada, yada. Um, so, yeah, I did into the 2K series, yes. And from there on out, Sam, I did play the 2K series. I would say never as never i never played them as deeply as when i reviewed them and then i would say if you want to going through the looking glass there and being more of a fan with them never like i did when i was a kid and i think part of that speaks to quality of what the games were compared to a no mercy compared to a you know war zone or something like that and i'm being fast and loose with like wwf wwe f attitude or whatever but i digress i play a lot of wrestling games what 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 was that 8.5 grade 2010 yeah wow wow where did you say i'm sorry what was that where did you stand with uh, SmackDown versus Raw? Oh, I reviewed a lot of them. Uh, like I, when like, I like, oh sorry. Well, like did in, in comparison to WWE the 2K series, did you feel like that was a step up when they switched to 2K? Because I know THQ lost, and then uh, no, and that was my problem. Transition. God, and I, this is not an insult at all to the people who work on the WWE games, but especially, and I think you've seen it with the the history here and some of the conversations. There's a rumor going around right now that WWE is talking to EA that if they that this is a make or break game for 2K and if they bounce, they're looking at going to EA. I think anybody you talk to will tell you that the 2K series is a bit stale, right? The problem was is that it was a bit stale with SmackDown versus Raw because it was the same people. And if you remember when THQ went away and the, the rights went over to 2K, they really just hired everybody who from THQ. Like they brought in all sorts of people. The people who were the higher ups on that game came over. The PR people who were the higher ups on that came over. Like it wasn't like all of a sudden you had a brand new group working on the game. You just had a brand new logo on the box and a bunch of new people, but a whole bunch of old people too. Andy, well, that, that's really funny. Just real quick, I want to say you say Rich George. That reminds me, my first ever like real work trip with IGN was to go to WrestleMania with Rich George for that game. 
<laughs> that's hilarious. That's no, I was just going to mention yeah. like, you know, hey, EA, you're going to work on this and it's Vince Ampella again, <laughs> just having to fix another franchise. <laughs> <Here comes Vince. laughs> well, so then, yeah, so I, I, I've, this is a long pe- preamble. I'm sorry to explain to you where the 2K series is to explain where I am with it as well as just a wrestling fan, a wrestling video game fan, right? And so in the lead up to this, I was excited. Obviously, right now, if you're not paying attention, uh, AEW is trying to come on strong. Ukes, the people who made uh, SmackDown versus Raw, the people who made 2K up until they left uh, uh, Visual Concepts on their own to make uh, 2010, uh, or not 2010, 2K uh, 20, right? Uh, they are working right now on the AEW game. Uh, Kenny Omega is a big wrestling video game fan. He's a wrestler as well. He is very clear that like they are trying to make a new No Mercy. They are trying to make a modern game inspired by No Mercy, which many people would point to as the best wrestling game of all time, myself included. And you could argue WrestleMania 2000. You could argue WCW, NWO, Revenge. That style of AKI Ukes uh, gameplay, right, for what you're getting. I digress. The heat is on right now. And so, yeah, you can't have another shitty game, let alone the fact that your last game was so shitty. And so I'm excited for this. I'm looking forward to this. I reach out. I say, hey, getting pretty close to this game. You know, it comes out officially n- n- Friday, or this this upcoming Friday, right? But last week I started asking about codes. I'm like, when are we going to get codes? They email me back. They're like, hey, here's an NDA. Get you signed up. The, we're going to drop you codes on Friday. So that's last Friday, right? And I'm like, okay. When's the embargo? The embargo is Monday. They were telling us we were going to get this game on Friday, and then the embargo would be 3 a.m. Monday, which is an outrageous embargo. Most people, when I say this, go, oh, my God, yeah, 3 a.m. I'm like, no, 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 you're not listening. They are giving us a video game on Friday and saying you can review it, give it a score on Monday. Like, that's an incredibly short turnaround. That's uh, You can do that's it, a of weekend course. Also. Yeah, it's a weekend, it's a, yeah, it's a weekend. It's not a work day. Uh, that's a shitty t- turnaround, and immediately for me, that is sirens. That is r- the red light of death of like trouble ahead. Usually, when you get a shitty embargo like that, that means they're hiding something. That means the game is not good. Uh, Craig, that gives you like at least like two days to play, right? Right. That's more than forty-eight hours, right, of just playing, right? Yeah. And God bless them. Yeah. Like you know, I, I, you know, you mentioned at the top of this uh, the full review of WW2K22. This is far from that. You know, again, I have played some uh, I've played a fair amount of it. I've played a lot of it. I have impressions and I have plenty to say about it. Uh, I am I have not touched certain modes beyond like the surface level of my GM and stuff like that. This is not a full blown thing. But what it is, is telling you where I'm at and what I think my score would be and all that jazz about it and everything else. But God bless them. There are the people out there that I've already seen that I've, you know, I follow on Twitter. They're like, I've been awake for 26 hours. You know what I mean? That they were just like gung ho. They were going to play through everything they could and get up as many videos as they could and do all the different things and talk about it. Like there, a Greg Miller in 2007 would have as well. But of course, he would have been, you know, living in an apartment with three other people and he would have had nobody, not a baby to worry about. You know what I mean? I digress. Yeah, I, I, I was setting you up there, Greg, just to, I was joking, being like, you have two days when in actuality you said Friday to that, but we actually didn't even get the codes until day. No, exactly yeah. so that what happens though is friday comes and goes no codes i hit them up they're like hey we're still trying to they're working on a patch they're working on a thing to put out and you're like okay that's interesting not a good sign either and so they're like you'll get them before 3 a.m on monday you're like okay cool uh sunday 7 a.m codes drop we get codes so does everybody else you know i install it i come back from hanging out at the farmer's market andy knows i love a good farmer's market and it was a good yeah, one. i get a lot of voice memos from there yeah. had a pizza yeah you <laughs> stopped responding to him but i'll keep sending them Wait, don't you send those in public Oh, yeah, I sent them everywhere. Did you hear my Batman and Robin one the other night? I, it was I, great. I did. I did. I, I may horrifying. not respond to them, Greg, but I do play them on other podcasts. That's good. That's all I'm at. As long as there's yeah. an audience for them, I don't mind. Yeah. 
about to babble for sponsoring this episode. There's nothing worse than traveling abroad and looking like an idiot because you didn't bother to learn the slightest bit of the country's language. That's why Greg Miller has been using a little babble to learn French to speak to Jean Vieve. Uh, babble is the addictively fun, fast, and easy language learning app that has sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Uh, Babbel's 15-minute lessons make it the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 100 language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective, and you can choose from 14 different languages like Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent, which has been helping Greg Miller be able to communicate with Jen's extended family. Right now, when you purchase a three-month Babbel subscription, you'll get an additional three months free. That's six months for the price of three. Just go to babbel.com and use promo code KINDAFUNNY. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com, code KINDAFUNNY. Babbel, language for life. And shout out to Chime. Kick off 2022 with a better checking account with no monthly fees, no overdraft fees, no foreign transaction fees, and no service fees. Get all that and then some with Chime, an award-winning app and debit card. They've also got over 60,000 fee-free in-network ATMs all over the place, like at most Walgreens, 7-Elevens, or CVSs. You can access your money when you need it, where you need it. Make your first good decision of the new year and join over 10 million people using Chime. Sign up takes only two minutes and doesn't affect your credit score get started at chime.com slash kf games that's chime.com slash kf games banking services provided by a debit card issued by the bank bank or stride bank na members fdic get fee-free transactions at any money pass atm in a 7-eleven location and at any all point or visa plus alliance atm otherwise out-of-network atm withdrawal fees may apply sometimes pay anyone instant transfers can be delayed the recipient must use a valid debit card or be a chime member to claim funds chime.com slash KF Games. Shout out to ExpressVPN for sponsoring this episode. If you've ever been on the bus or the train with someone who's taking a phone call on speaker, you know that everyone who can hear them now knows a bunch of their private business. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is basically the same thing, so don't be that person. Did you know your ISP knows every single website you visit, and then they can sell that information to ad companies and tech giants who can use that data to target you? Well, ExpressVPN creates a secure, encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so people can't peep in on your online activity. The best part of it is how easy it is to use. You just fire up the ExpressVPN app and click a button on any device. I've been using this forever. Kind of funny has been staying safe on the internet with ExpressVPN and they're right. It could not be easier to use. Uh, secure your online activity today at expressvpn.com slash kind of funny and get an extra three months of ExpressVPN free. That's expressvpn.com slash kind of funny. ExpressVPN dot com slash kind of funny shout out to upstart if you've got multiple credit card balances each month and are getting by just paying the minimums barely making a dent into your credit card debt it can be pretty dang discouraging upstart can help you pay off your existing debt quickly so you can feel like you're finally getting ahead whether you're paying off credit cards consolidating high interest debt or funding personal expenses over half a million people have used upstart to get one fixed monthly payment upstart knows that you are more than just your credit score and is expanding 
access to affordable credit. Unlike other lenders, Upstart considers your income and current employment to find you a smarter rate for your loan. With a five-minute rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 and $50,000 and receive your funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash kind of funny. That's upstart.com slash kind of funny. Don't forget to use the URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash kind of funny. Tim, put it in your, your hat too. I was thinking about a Patreon mm-hmm. tier where I just put up a nightly voice memo that's just off off the chain. You know what I mean? Put it on there. Okay? Off the chain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm pushing p out here you know what i mean like, i'm pushing p i gotta oh, do it. Man, this Lord. message is off the chain right now <laughs> i start the game up on sunday i start playing and i am dumbfounded by how good the game is like how much i enjoy the game how there is no dragging around the corner of problems i i guess you know it is the rare occasion that they really were working on their day one patch or whatever down to the last minute to get it out maybe i don't know um you know uh, for this one uh the big push is that you know it is a brand new control scheme so in the past the 2k series has been uh criticized for animations you get it you you're going through you hit your button the animation plays out and you just watch it happen you just go through and that's how it's going to be. And then something else happens and you go. They've been criticized for having it be too complicated to be pick up and play for newcomers. And then also just like not fun to sit there, you know, worrying about, well, if I'm hitting L1, am I hitting R2? Am I doing this thing? I got to reverse this thing that way and do another one that way and blah, 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 blah. They've gone through this time around and their big push was we're building it from the ground up. We want it to be approachable. We want it to be easier to get into. And I think they have done that. I think they've delivered a gameplay system that we're talking about at the base level is enjoyable to play, leads to those kind of, I don't want to, it's a a WWE thing, I think actually from the series too, but the OMG moments of you're so close to something happening, you're not. You know, for this part of the, the review, right, I would kick it to Blessing where we went and played online. And at that point I had played, I don't know, a day, and that's in quotes, not 24 hours, but, you know, a day in a life of, uh, you know, my weekend and hanging out. And me and Blessing got in there playing. Blessing had played like two seconds of one thing. And so it was this idea of me giving Blessing a few pointers on how to get do this or get out of the ring or whatever we were worrying about. But we were having, we had a match that was sweaty, poem inducing. Yeah. It didn't feel like you were dominating, right? I felt yeah. like it, I'm, I was competent enough with the controls to know, okay, X is heavy, square is light, and triangle is, is counter for the most part, right? Like, being able to keep up with that was enough for me to go, all right, cool. Like, let me wait for the reversal here. Let me try and read Greg's moves here. And, like, we had a pretty good back and forth where I was pinning you, I was pinning you uh, at, at points. You were pinning me uh, more of the time. Like, you were winning for the most part, but it wasn't it wasn't always a given that you were going to absolutely dominate me. And I feel like it does come back to that, that thing that like, you know, I've read it in the art, in the articles too, of them talking about what they want this next game to be. And it, it, it often is a thing of, we want it to be an approachable fighting game. We want it to be something that if you're starting from ground zero, you can still have fun and play. And for me coming into this game from ground zero, having not played a a wrestling game for over a decade, because my last wrestling game would have been SmackDown versus Raw 2008. And like, you know, the control schemes completely changed. Right. So I, I'm not able to apply that skill to this game. Feeling like I'm coming in at ground zero, I felt like I was keeping up fairly decently. Can I? Yeah. Uh, can oh, sorry, can you switch like light and heavy to the souls? Do I have a dash and a parry? What's going on there? Hold on. Let me check. You kind of actually do. <laughs> like, not so much to the dash and parry necessarily, but like, uh, there is more of like a, a, a dodge. dodge. 
uh, and then the light and heavy, I'm pretty sure you can remap to whatever. I don't think you can. I'm here on controls. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Visceral attack. Stick your hand in their chest. There, there is a dodge (laughs) roll, and like I, I I counter is kind of a parry, and so I I think there is everything you want there. Perfect. And yeah, Barrett has it up there, and he just took it down. Sorry, if you want to toss it back up there, Barrett. Like they made a big point in their trailers to show this control scheme, right? And you look at it, and it does look no mercy esque, where you're looking looking at like we're talking about light attack, heavy attack, grab. Like that's all you really need to understand. And I think that the fact they're showcasing that shows they know the audience they're going to, that they're trying to get in uh, nerds who are laps wrestling fans, uh, people who are just looking for a fun game to play. And I think this succeeds as that. Again, you know, I have not. I'm going to back you out here. And if you want to go to the thing, right, gone through everything all the way through super intently, yada, yada, yada. But one of the things they're talking about, there's these are the main modes if you're watching on if you're watching right now, right? There's showcase where you play as Rey Mysterio in his greatest matches. And I say greatest matches. I'm using air quotes on that because, of course, most of his greatest matches are with people who aren't in the game. So they have to cherry pick great matches Rey Mysterio's had with the actual roster that's available in the game. You have versus- versus- Let me stop you right there because I want to uh, pop in. I played sure. for maybe like two hours and uh, I don't. I don't think I'm on the exact same page as you guys where this is one of the least approachable games I have ever played. And I think that's more just the, the amount of modes and the amount of things they're yelling at you and like uh, trying to figure out the how combo-based it is. And it's like some of it works more like Tekken where some of it works, works more like uh, No Mercy or whatever. I was very overwhelmed by it all. And a couple of the modes wasn't really vibing with and you'll get to those in a sec. But showcase mode is fucking awesome. Uh, that was the thing that like once I kind of like settled like the the just like overwhelmness down I was like I'm just gonna focus on this. You're going through some of Rey Mysterio's biggest moments like you were just saying there, Greg. That sure maybe not the biggest, but like it's all live action documentary style interview footage of Rey Mysterio talking about his journey through WWE or through wrestling really, and talking about the matches. Then you play the match and you have objectives as you're playing through it that they want you to kind of reenact moments from that match in between the gameplay of just fighting them. And when you do it correctly, it will transition into actual footage from yeah. the match. So in, when you see like the instead of a Baron, video game animation, I can show you real quick. it, it uh, transitions in and I am so blown away by how cool it is like it is such a great thing and also ray mysterio is just such a dope dude with such a great story that um i i'm very very impressed with this and i'm 100 sticking with it halloween havoc <laughs> yeah yeah they're using this stuff but again like it's, I, this is the stuff i love yeah. of it right and this is again you know as always it starts with the you know wwe logo right then now forever and going through that and that's you know again the games that have succeeded in the past are the ones that are uh able to embrace you know the past while celebrating the present and elevating the product and so i think Rey Mysterio showcase is a great example of yes how do we make the past exciting how do we uh, showcase that in and even right there right like you look at the like filter they've put on this right and it's you come in and I don't know if we'll get to it. Let me get, I'll get a little bit going here as I'm wailing on Eddie Guerrero right now as Ray, but hold on, start with the light combo. Yeah. So they get my combo going. Eventually it will transition from uh, the act while we're playing, right? It, it'll go from the, what we're playing in the game uh, in this, it'll transition into that archival footage again. So it's like, it's doing a great job of letting you play the documentary almost. I'm let Eddie get out of there. Once you, once you get to the next sort of like memorable moment where maybe exactly. you get on the turnbuckle and then something happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's why, you know, it's doing the whole thing of telling you to go through and stay on them and get all this stuff. But I stunned them because I'm just too damn good. Yeah, the game. That, just too damn good. This, this might not be the best. It's going to happen, but this might not be the best there example is, there with is, the, the obstacle it. here. Yeah, there we go. 
But as you go through and you play through and they talk about it and then they cut to the footage from what's yeah, happening. Wow, that's that's game engine. It's so fucking cool, cool, man. And I, for me, most of the ones I was doing, it's like the objective that you kind of see pop up in the, the top left when you're in the actual gameplay. It's a, a little bit more concrete than that one was. I think that was a little more vague of just kind of will on them until something happens. But like, it'll be like, get them in this turnbuckle or in the top left turnbuckle or whatever. And then you do right. that and then it cuts to it. It's like, it's so impressive. And I, I do think that uh, it's a testament to the camera work even in in uh 2k 22k 2022 that's a hard thing to say um, we just call it 2022 yeah exactly. <laughs> <Or> 2K. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah where um it's it's a bit more dynamic than it has been in the past so it is able to kind of seamlessly transition into the archival footage and not feel goofy as hell like i feel like it i'm very very impressed with the showcase mode yeah, yeah. showcase code mode was the first thing i've checked out too and like i think greg mentioned them reaching back into the, into the history of wwe and embracing that and that was something i did not expect for this game because again like not being not playing a wwe game in a, in a long time and also not really keeping up and watching the wwe for a long time going into this game i was like okay i'm, I'm excited to play this but i don't know if this is going to have anything for me and when i saw the Rey mysterio showcase mode and i saw like how they're going through the history of Rey mysterio who like no matter if you've been into wrestling right like there are so many um points of entry for you to like you know love Rey Mysterio or have seen his matches and so for me it was like the mid 2000s uh, stuff with Eddie Guerrero where I was like oh holy shit okay like I'm I've been playing this game for 10 minutes I'm, I'm already feeling something which is really cool yeah and I think you know it's interesting here Tim you, you know you thought it was an approachable did you play the other 2k games when they were more like R1, and I'm, I'm talking out my ass in which the actual buttons where everybody wants to attack me. R1 blocks strikes. L1 blocks grapples. Marry that the right way. Uh, so I played a, a couple of them. I've never been into the the 2K games. Like I, I gave like the last uh, wrestling game that I really enjoyed was probably, uh, well, besides, what was that one uh, that was like, not Battlegrounds, but the Battlegrounds before Battlegrounds? All-Stars? There- all-stars i had fun with that it wasn't that great but like i had fun with it at least uh but before that it was the smackdown versus raw era uh, of games but there's just something about this that's probably standard to a lot of people that play things like nba 2k uh games where just the amount of modes and the the amount of my this and my that and whatever and like the 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 card systems and all that it's like there's just a lot of shit where i'm like i I don't even know like where's the career mode like what just let me play the game like I don't know what I'm supposed to do and then everything I'd click into felt like I did the right thing and then I just felt like bombarded with tutorial stuff that sure. left me almost more confused than I was sure. trying to be and until I realized like oh this is not the mode I want to be in like starting up my GM mode and you hear Stephanie kind of going through all this stuff the presentation was really cool but then once I got into the actual content I was like oh this is not what I expected it based on what I know of GM mode granted from a decade ago's uh video games but on my which has oh, been gone is- for a while too by the way gm mode that's one of the reasons people are stoked that it's back and but it just it is not it though like it's a very very different thing here i'm like okay that that's fine and then i started up what uh, my rise i guess it is yeah. which is like what's actual the career and within five minutes of that i was like oh no like this feels so ps2 era storytelling of you're like follow around like hey it's my it's my first day here what 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 are we doing i'm like who wrote this like what is going on so that's why like going to the showcase mode i was like okay this this feels like the presentation and gameplay kind of matches up a a bit more because like it kind of just feels like there's a lot of stuff that that isn't up to par i had i had that same i've seen so far i had that same feeling when i hopped into my rise like i think kind of what you're talking about tim is kind of the 
it it feels very sports gamey in a way where I, very I much like sports games traditionally have like just a splatter of here's a bunch of different things you can hop into like there's a a manager here's like the you know card unlockable mode here is like the here's the showcase that is celebrating a certain uh, sports star right like it doesn't really present anything as the main way to play um but yeah for me like i did hop into my rise and i think i let it go for five minutes and it was in that opening cutscene where i was like uh-uh no i'm not doing this because this does feel very janky and like the the acting doesn't doesn't feel there and it reminds me of youtube videos i'd see of nba 2k of the same thing jake from having... state farm yeah like it's jake from state farm or no like it's some, way like... worse than that dude i'm thinking like tim you're finally experiencing what i experienced in tw- two nba 2k 14 2k 15 where eric gordon nba player is kind of like yeah. the guy who's like hey i'm here to mentor the rookie but it's just i think they got like seven nba stars to just read from a script and it's hey man you're here on the new team and when you come into this place like it's like, <laughs> it's like you could you could tell like where the sentence and page where the page was turned and shit like it is it was really bad stuff back in the day I- it had that energy, but like these, I mean, it seemed like an actor who was there was just like, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm here. I, I'm getting a call though, so I can't be with you, right? I'm like, this is like atrociously bad. And it sucks because uh, going to the main tutorial, like the first tutorial when you boot up the game, um, was, uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, is it the- Riddle or something? No, it's not. Riddle was the oh, uh, Gulak or whatever. His Gul- name is. Gul- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's kind of like teaching you the game and stuff. I feel like that at least it's a little corny, but like at least it was presented well. And it's like, okay, this fits the tone of the game. Whereas my rise feels like I, I, I can't imagine anybody finding enjoyment out of out of it so far. But yeah. did you play any of that, Greg? Oh yeah, I really like it. Oh really? Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. I mean, it's totally that thing of everything you're saying is right, and especially the woman you talk to right at the very uh, launch of it, where she's like, "I'm getting a phone call or whatever." Blah blah. Barrett, stay on me for a second. I'm because I have more of my my rise stuff in here. What I I was I didn't know what to admit, expect out of my rise, right? And I've been impressed with it. It's just another way to get you into playing the game and what to do with the mechanics, right? So here's a screenshot, right? Social media will be a big part of your MyRise. Social media posts appear in your social media feed and direct messages appear in your DM. Storylines kick off with conversations in social media posts or DMs. If you want, you can only display the conversations, yada, yada, yada. It's the idea of playing these, right, that you go through and have this conversation with someone in your DMs. Then there's decision branches that are going to make you face or heal, right? You get to go through. It's all just a wrapping to get you to keep playing. But I like the idea of starting at the performance center, you know, road dog is your coach or whatever. Then at some point he brings in Sean Michaels. Sean Michaels is there. You know, there was a conversation about which was the better DX. So X pop comes to town and like, you know, they take me on their side because I chose to go with them. I said, you guys were the better DX. I get to go wrestle with them against Sean Michael and and his dude or whatever. Like it's this idea. And then they do this thing too. This is a terrible thing of it, but like they, find a way to even when you're in the performance mode make you go wrestle the greats the old the old folks you'll have a conversation with somebody and be like road dog was like i want you to go home tonight and envision you know wrestling uh, a great superstar and try to learn something from that and you got to pick i got challenged uh, by somebody you know to go think about uh fighting andre the giant uh here on this one right i had already made it to the raw roster and you know when you start 
uh, the mode, when you start my rise, you have to pick your backstory. Uh, when you pick your backstory, uh, it then influences how people talk to you, how you talk. It's what your angle is when you start at the performance center. And so there was this conversation, you know, like I've Titus O'Neill's been breathing down my neck ever since the performance center. He's upset because I'm claiming to be the best, you know, former pro football player. So, uh, Mandy Rose for the big game and quotes halftime heat, they bring back halftime heat and they're like, you're all, all the former, you know, uh, folks at raw who were, uh, uh, football players are going to do a battle royale and stuff. And it's interesting. Like it's a nice way to see matches go. If it obviously this is one of those that's taking wrestling seriously and acting like the fights are happening in real. There's, you know, my GM doesn't, as you go through and book your card that way and figure stuff out like that universe doesn't, doesn't to an extent. Like, I appreciate the wrapping here. I appreciate this stupid side quest that I've put up here where basically uh, the wrestler Otis ate all of catering. So now if I want to, I can go whip his ass. And if I win, I'll get 15 upgrade points to go put into my character attributes, right? I'll get more fans because it's counting how many fans you have at any point. And it gives you an attri- you know, a tribute a bonus for uh, arm power. On top of that, as you go through and play this, it's unlocking, you know, new arenas. Hold new on, hold on. No, 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 no. I'm not letting Beat you Otis's bring, ass. <laughs> bring that, bring that back up though, because we need to read this. I fucking love it. I just love the blah 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 at the end of it. Just don't take it out on Otis, okay? I heard he was hungry. Could have happened to anyone. <laughs> Make Otis think twice about his late nights, late night stacking. And that's the thing is like the quests like that obviously are tongue in cheek and know what they're doing. You, Tim, are 100% correct that like the woman you talk to at the performance center's acting is terrible. And I think even your guy in that scene was bad. I remember in the same way of you being like, Ugh. I feel like he gets better later on as we go through with other stuff. And I don't okay. know if that's just being around him the whole time. Don't get me wrong. He's not Oscar winning at any stretch of the imagination. I retweeted somebody today who's, comp- uh, uh, God, uh, let me see if I can find it time. Uh, I, it cracked me up. I haven't heard it myself, but I 100% believe it. Uh, talking about this mode and everything else in the game and saying, God, I tweet too much. Was it the oh, it's thing? Mitchell Saltzman from IGN. Yeah. Man, if you want to hear how COVID impacted game development, check out WWE 2K22 because they definitely had Edge record lines from what sounds like a webcam mic. <laughs> so like, that's what you're getting out of it. It's, enjoyable i like it i i'm not at all saying it's perfect and it's you know this uh cinematic experience but as somebody who's looking for a fun way to go through and unlock stuff and have a reason to keep playing have a reason to go after the stuff you know go after different rings go after everything it tracks the whole way i'd show you in my rise right now but i'm in the middle of a match i bailed on so like it'll start right into that it has, you know, you keep track of the storylines. Eventually, you're going to be able to hop between uh, factions. But, like, it was admittedly cool when, you know, my stupid performance center, they're like, all right, the GMs are coming. If you can impress them, maybe they'll, you know, ask you to go up. And, like, I I chose the hardest match against Drew McIntyre. I won. And then it was like, all right, cool. I could go talk to William Ring- Regal, Mandy, et cetera, and I could decide what show I wanted. They all made offers. So I go to Raw, right? And that's that was a cool thing to go to Raw and have that moment. And then in the same way, like, uh, I'm spoiling the storyline for everybody. Sorry. You know, the uh, Universal cha- or United States champion. Uh, uh, yeah, the United States champion and me got into an angle. It started on social media where I talk shit. I took the high road because, of course, you can be face or heel. We went and had the match. I won and I was like, oh my God, this is cool. My character's got his first title or whatever. And then it, you know, cuts to the cutscene of the dude gets up, beats on me, tears off the steps gives me his finisher on the steps and it's like then it's a you know a post from mandy that's like hey uh because uh at the end of that match that happened uh my character blue suede i call them uh has you know uh broken ribs he's gonna be out six weeks so the title goes back to the other dude 
And then I confront, I confront Andy about them, like, what the fuck or whatever. She's like, listen, you're fucked up and you got to go back to performance center and you got to rehab. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's actually interesting. I, I like that. Again, it's exactly what we're talking about. You know, Mandy Rose is like all stiffly there talk, like, you know, <laughs> hands at her side talking, but I was like, Oh, this is a cool thing I didn't see coming. And I like that. There's those little parts to it, that there are like, angles to stretch it between it that's what i always want more than you know what you get out of universe mode where you go and there's angles and stuff like that but i prefer the scripted stuff again i think back to a no mercy and it was you know the little things with the branching storylines that went back and it's like oh man i'm gonna go back and when i get to that point i should lose this match to see what happens there and it's the same thing so far of like I'm sure there are probably you have to win these matches. I haven't run into them. They are like whatever happens is going to happen. And like when I lost my, I, you know, I had my first NXT match, right? Trying to impress people and I lost it. And there was a, you know, a, a condolence in my DMs from one of the wrestlers who I don't know. And it was just like, hey, man, I lost my first NXT match too. It happens, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that's interesting. That's cool. It's, you know, again, for the showcase to celebrate Rey Mysterio's career, my rise to incorporate social media and DMs and have feuds and angles start that way, I think is neat. Mm -hmm. so gameplay wise going back to that like the core of it like do you sure. think that this is a very strong foundation that they can kind of build on earlier you were saying that like if this if this one doesn't hit ea might have might get it where, where do you think that conversation lands i think this puts them in a sticky situation because i think that you know 2k has not done excellent with wwe for quite some time and you can we can go to 20 uh 20 when we're talking about 2k uh 20 uh we can also talk about battlegrounds which you know what i mean was, in, it was a fart in the wind nobody cared about that game and it was like oh well does wwe want shitty games i imagine no and they want money of course but they want the shit to be good especially when aew is coming for them and trying to actually you know make something interesting here so i think this is a strong foundation i think this is a, a game that i am enjoying playing and i'm enjoying learning and i'm enjoying like you know, I saw uh, Jeff Gersman uh, tweet about, uh, man, I'm playing 2K 2022 or 22, and I feel like I'm watching animations play out and not being interactive with it. I'm, I, I'm not having that, and I haven't had the chance to actually talk to Jeff about it. I had that feeling when I played previous WWE games where you missed the reversal on the front of the move, and now I'm just watching it happen. What I like about this version when I'm playing it is they put the reversal in different spots for different moves. So it is this thing of, all right, cool. He's starting to be, it looks like I'm getting suplex. It looks like I'm getting power bombed. It's like, like whatever. When does that triangle pop up? When do I hit it? When do I try to get out of it and reverse it? And so there is that angle where I actually feel more invested in the moves and the animations than I ever was before. And I think it's another one where it just makes sense if that uh, goes with it. It makes more sense. Because even for me, as somebody who played these games year after year, you'd get into this and they'd add in a new match. You do this thing and be like, all right, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? How do I get him out of the ring? How do I do the thing? How do I go out that way? I've been impressed with them the way that in my first battle royale, right? I'm tossed into it and I was like, shit, I haven't, I don't, I haven't done a battle royale in this game yet. I don't know how it's going to do it. And so the first time, you know, I, I threw, I think it was Goldberg to the corner and went over there, you know, it does the full blown pause and comes up and it's like, Hey, in a battle royale, you know, this is the mini game and how it's going to work. And it's all back to button taps and stuff like that of, you know, you get there and you try to tip them over. So you're tipping that same stuff for submissions and stuff like that. I like that better than the old spinning sticks, trying to match the dot, the whole bunch of different ways that we've gone around on this. And, it was get them to the ropes and do it. Even something in a non-battle royale to figure out, you know, to grapple and then R1 to pick somebody up and walk them to the ropes and throw them out of the ring that way. Like, I feel like right now the controls are simple enough that I'm not getting into situations where I'm trying to do something going, I don't remember how to do that. My first ladder match, you know what I mean? Like, pick up the ladder, put it down, get to the top, and then it is like, cool, reach, and then, you know, do the mini game there, try to get there. Like, I feel like the game is 
making, I always talk about, you know, what a great uh, interviewer Aaron Andrews is. Right. And when I do that, I always reference the um, Richard Sherman uh, post-game interview where him and Crabtree got into it. Andy, you remember this, right? course and he's super fired up and he's coming off and aaron andrews goes over they ask him a bunch of stuff and richard sherman totally blows past anything she's saying and she, he's just like they want to come far legs that's what yeah so he wants to do this and he wasn't and i remember watching on a plane and i had just gotten there late and i'm like who and aaron andrews goes who and he goes crabtree and i was like that's when aaron, i was like aaron andrews is a great reporter because so many people would step up and get in that situation and they would keep on their line of questioning. They wouldn't stop what they're doing to actually interact with what's going on there. I think that applies to this game because when I get to the corner and I want to do something, I'm able to do it. There is, uh, somebody played that in a play test. A developer sat there and said, this should just work. You should get to a certain situation and you should be able to figure out without bringing up the pause screen. The only thing I have, I had to bring up a pause screen to ever figure out, or actually I couldn't find on the pause screen. I just figured out on my own was how to pick somebody up off the mat. That was it. I, and eventually I stumbled into it because it's just up on the right stick. Easy enough. But everything mm. else I feel like I've run into in these modes so far has been great about it and has been interesting about it. And I enjoy the way they explain stuff, even though my first Hell in the Cell match. you know, And you turn off tips, obviously, but the tips pop up your first time you do anything. And it being, you know, get tossed out of the ring by Undertaker and it explains, all right, hold on now. You know, it's smaller, so your moves are going to do this. If you get to the corner, you can whip people out this way and break through that way. So, yeah, I'm having fun with it. Uh, you know, I think the reversal system, the stamina system they're using, uh, you know, the same you know, hurt people's body parts, make them weak. Uh, the blood, I guess, appears at different spots depending on where you get hit. Uh, you know, I was doing an Iron Man match with Samoa Joe. I was Samoa Joe, of course. Uh, but, you know, I was taking some damage to the face and my face started to swell up and get red and stuff. And it's like, it is those little touches and I'm like, damn, this is good. It's the normal shit of if you want to come in there and do the normal, man, Hair looks terrible sometimes. Man, the crowd doesn't look great. Man, I've, have I run into bugs? Of course. You know, I got whipped yeah. into a corner that somebody else got whipped into today. And so then I did the animation of laying in a corner, but I couldn't lay on the guy. So it pushed me out and then it just broke me. I was out of the universe just laying on a rope, like not laying on a rope, but looking like I was leaning on a rope and nobody could touch me. It's like, I was yes, like, I've been, shit happens. I've been spending time in the creative character and like I had a ch- double check. I was like, I am playing the PS5 version of the game, right? Because I felt like whenever I'll switch different features, it would linger on that feature for a second of like, oh, Oh my God. The next thing. I gave up and being like, is this SSD? Is it loading off the SSD? Because this should be faster than this. But yeah, like there are those things that are there that I think people will recognize as like the jank that's probably always been there. Yeah, I've always been disappointed. And again, this speaks to 2K being caretaker of the WWE. I've always been disappointed in how long it takes to load their shit. But that said, uh, Barrett, if you can go to Khalif, uh, if you can go to Khalif's tweet from this morning or last night of his creative character, you look at that and you go, holy fucking shit. Like I can't wait. Like me, 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 me. Blessing and Mike are doing a stream on Thursday where we're going to play through this, and we're making our creative characters right now. And so, me and Bless are at the same point of going through this. But awesome. like, it, and like, yeah. If you're looking at this on the thing, Barrett, click over to the photo that came with this. Of it's that's Ka obviously from the the uh, uh, Pax Wrestling thing, and you click over to his actual character, and like, you know, he went in there and he was able to remake the shirt, and like, of course, this is the same shit as always, where you know image uploaders in there you can go and put out your face on there if you want it i don't think Kyle did that you can go you can put your uh, all this different you can upload your own images like i'm making mine right now and i'm doing the uh uh cut off blue uh kind of funny aerobic shirt andy if you have the aerobics logo i need that i don't know who has that i need to get that and upload that to make it like there's that level in it i think those characters look good enough in the game when they're fighting and doing their things like there's a lot to love here, and there's a lot that makes me want to keep playing. You know, we didn't talk about my faction, which is you I know, wanted to my, shout that out because like Marvel that, Ultimate or Marvel Ultimate Madden Ultimate Team, FIFA Ultimate Team. Yeah, go ahead. 
Yeah, that was the one where when we were talking about My Rise, right? That was the one where I played a little bit of My Rise. I hopped out because I was like, okay, I'm not feeling this. And then I hopped into my faction. And I was like, I, I do feel this a lot. Like, it is, yeah. it, like you men- mentioned, right? It's like FIFA Ultimate Team where I've never cared about FIFA Ultimate Team because I'm not super invested in fo- soccer or football that way. Uh, and so for me, hopping into my faction where I actually recognize the characters, it is the thing of you're building a four-person team and then ele- <clears throat> elements around that team by collecting cards that apply to those elements. So for me, my first role, it was uh, AJ Styles. I got uh, Xavier Woods, and I think I got a, a Kofi Kingston, one other wrestler. And I was like, oh, shit, I really like this team. And then you go into matches. Um, I've only done one of them. Uh, there is modes within this mode. I've only done one of the modes, which, Greg, you tell me which one this is. But it's the one where you go in, you fight um, uh, uh, NPC characters, and you have certain conditions that you're trying to hit right where yeah. if, if you want to do like the one star out of three star you do like you get 15 points if you want to do the two stars out of three you get 60 and if you want to go the full way you get 90 points and if you want to go for the 90 points you have to do a, you have to do a list of, of objectives essentially where it is taunt to the opponent taunt to the crowd uh depending on the wrestler you are like if you're a high-flying wrestler you know jump off the turnbuckle three times right do three um super salt or whatever the fuck is called right and like you have to fulfill these elements to get the points to then like have points later on that i'm sure you can then spend on more cards and more characters and like yeah from the start of it i'm already having fun with it and that's the thing oh yeah sure well bear if you want to toss it up i'm in my faction right now showing off my decks or whatever and i got cold decks of things i can do sorry andy um for i guess mostly for greg because greg you really enjoyed fire pro wrestling yeah and i and and i'm not sure if you enjoyed fire pro wrestling more for the customization aspect of it um do you think that this will be enough to kind of supplant fire pro wrestling as your main wrestling game i do I think that, you know, I, I think Fire Pro Wrestling is an incredible game. I think uh, what it's got a great creator creator suite, which obviously people got behind and made a lot of cool shit in. But for me, yeah, the gameplay of Fire Pro was never 100% my jam. Like, it was incredibly timing-based. You know, listen for the foot to hit the table. That's when you put in your button prompts and stuff like that. And it has that more, not basic, but like older school feel and look to it, right? And I think that was great for simming and it was great for creating, but playing, I was never like, oh man, I really want to play some Fire Pro. I wanted to create in Fire Pro. Whereas what I love about what we're talking about right now, and especially for what Bless just said, right? is like, I feel like even if you don't like, like, my GM isn't my kind of thing where it's like, it's, it's not even, it's not unlimited GM. It's not forever GM. It's you for 15 weeks versus another opponent, either AI or human controlled thing where you draft your team, you draft your rosters and then you plan your matches and you try to earn more money to then make cooler matches and get, you know, higher in free agents and stuff. I get why people like that. That's not what I'm in for. I want to play the game. And I think, uh my faction with the cards and the decks and like give me a reason to come in and play whenever i want to i'm not so much about collecting the whole deck but having a reason to play is great uh same thing right now for you know the career mode i'm going through but then yeah andy i do think that you know even right now i'll get over here to creations and jump into well online's struggling right now of course it's still early access and technical but like i went in there earlier today to look at what's already been uploaded from first blush and it's the same thing that you'd want right like oh man that cm punk looks great that sting looks great there's a classic cane like it's what i liked so much about fire pro because fire pro was we're gonna have every rare and the fact that I think you can make a Khalif look so good speaks to when this gets out to everybody and the creators come through what they're going to create. And it is that idea of like, you know, I, you know, I talked about this on the stream with blessing when we were getting ready for this. And it was just in the middle of, I think a random ass stream metal gear where it wasn't even that right. Like I had hit up Tim uh, so excited at the end of my paternity leave where I was like, I have a great idea. When I come back, I want to do, 
uh, KFW. I want to do kind of funny wrestling. I want to, I'm going to create all of us in fire pro. I'm going to make all the ring aprons. I'm going to make the title. I'm going to do the whole thing. Then on my stream days, we not every time, but maybe every time, you know, we run Monday night Raws, we lead to a pay-per-view. I'll have, you know, we can get everybody their costumes. So Andy can cut promos and he can, everybody can do their thing. We can edit it together and have a whole thing. Yeah. And Tim's like, that's great. Let's get, you know, a real logo treatment and all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, awesome. And then like two days later, uh, Aaron Porter, our friend from Rooster Teeth, <laughs> tweeted out like, "Hey, Achievement Hunter Wrestling is coming back." And I text, I looked into it. I'm not ripping you off. I'm not. I'm like, oh no, like I, I totally get that. No big deal. Blah 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 blah. And so I was like, great. And then, and then we sent our lawyers after all of them. Aaron, <laughs> oh God, no, Andy. Then Aaron put out this video, and I looked at it, and I'm like she is doing like my dream version of this. Like I was going to do the half ass kind of funny. I build it all in front of you. The plane takes off with no wheels, but by the time we get in the air, I'll have a wing for you. Like but, she but had everybody in their like costumes. A whole crew. They're all, <laughs> like, I know they're a live action. They have an announcer table. They're doing all this shit. And I was like, this is so incredible. And so I was like, I'm pausing this until I'm in a different place with it. But right now nobody was excited about fire pro. You know, no, none of us were sitting around being like, oh, yeah, let's all go play Fire Pro with Greg or whatever. I do think the creation tools here and what we're able to go through are going to be exciting. I do think uh, it's going to be fun to play with each other for a while and actually do some stuff there and maybe come back to not all the time, but here and there and have some fun with it. Like, I'm stoked to play this with you guys. I'm stoked to make all of us in there and go through and do it. And that's what, you know, like Thursday stream is, yeah, me uh, blessing and Mike going out there. And what are we going to do? Yeah, I'm excited to see how it goes. Hell yeah. Did you, I, I just went to the bathroom. Did you give it a, a score so far? No, I mean, so far, like, I think, you know, mileage varies, obviously. I think, you know, eh, what do you want out of a wrestling game? What are you looking out of a wrestling game? Uh, like I said, for me, my GM isn't my shtick. Universe has never been it either for me. They like the just keep on playing kind of thing. I like my rise a lot. I like my faction a lot. I like having an option to do that. But I think for me personally, at the core, the gameplay is great. And so, like, I would say at this point, it's a four out of five. Like, wow. there could be, you know, something else falls apart down the line or whatever. But as I look through creations, as I look through this, like, this is, for me, better than okay. But And I can't believe I'm saying that. I didn't expect that at all, you know, based on the history of the 2K games as of late, uh, based on the late uh, arrival of the code for embargo and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I think this is a, a great wrestling game so far. And, it's, it, and when I say that and how why I'm so passionate about it and why I'm – not emphatic about it, but like I am like, this is a great game is the fact that I'm going to keep playing this. I think as you look back at the other two games that I, 2K games that I did not review, what would happen with them is that they would get a Friday and Saturday out of me and that'd be the end of it. Yeah. I would run through and I would do like, you know, the superstar or the um, basically showcase mode that was in the past or whatever, you know, relive some great WrestleMania moments or whatever. And then, you know, do a rock bottom and kind of be like, all right, cool. It's still the same gameplay and I don't really want to do that. Like, I want to do this. I want to experience this. I, you know, I, I'm my hope for the stream on Thursday is going to be that I can convince uh, some Iron Man matches and see if we can actually go and do like an hour long match and just have two exhausted, bloodied characters that are just like pinning each <laughs> other off of roll ups and like that would be incredible. And like the I'm excited for those kind of commercial in the middle of <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. Just laying there winded and stuff, right? Like that's what I'm 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 stoked about for it. And I, and that's the thing is I'm stoked to keep playing it, which I have not said about a WWE game in quite some time. And yeah, I really like that. We should we should figure out a way to do the cut thing the where commercial. it cuts. How's the commercial? <laughs> the picture and picture. Side. <laughs> oh my god, that. yes, please. I love it. Oh, that's great. Well, hey, I'm so happy you're enjoying it that much, Greg. Uh before we end the show, 
I did want to check in with Barrett Courtney, who beat a game called A Musical Story uh, last week. Barrett, what'd you think about that? Uh, yeah, I finally was able to get pulled away from Elden Ring, which, uh, you know. Uh, stuff to do. Yeah, it's 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 tough to do. There was a, a night where my PS5 was at my desk and not at the TV. So I was like, all right, perfect excuse. Let's uh let's sit down and uh play this game in bed. Um and I thought it was great. Uh hold on, I'm gonna I gotta reset some things here. Um, because I just want to show off some gameplay. If y'all forget, I think this was this was shown off. I forget, I think, like, opening night live, I think, is where this trailer is from. Uh, and it really struck us because it's, like, this very artsy um, uh, music game that is telling the story kind of, like, through this music you're playing as uh, this character here. And uh, he kind of, like, he's in the hospital and he's reliving his memories. And uh, there's not really any dialogue or, or even any text to read. You're getting the story and kind of vibe of, you know... Uh, the settings for each scene that you're playing through the music itself. Um, and yeah, sat down. It's like a good two and a half hour to three hour game. And the more I sit with it, the more I really like it. I think the the story, when it wrapped up for me, it was one of those I didn't expect it to go in the, the places that it went. Um Meaning to say that, like, there's one aspect of, like, uh, your, your character that's introduced about, like, a third of the way through. Uh, this game deals heavily with, like, addiction, essentially. And I wasn't expecting that to be kind of, like, the core of what the story was. Um, and so that was, like, really interesting. We're, like, walking away. I was like, huh, that's not where, like, I expected things to go. That's not where I expected things to end. But the the more that I think about it, right, like, going back to, to gameplay here, I want to, like, bring up actually, like, what you're doing throughout this game. Um where you'll have this circle and there's kind of like circular notes that are representing like an instrument that you got to like kind of play like at the same time as an instrument is playing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And when you actually do it correctly, a memory will unlock or part of a memory will unlock. Sometimes you're doing like in one scene, you're doing, you're doing like six or seven instruments, like back to back to back um, and like unlocking certain moments in uh, your character's memory. And it's just, it just reminds me, like, how much, like, I, I love music and, like, how much of, like, my life was used, uh, I use music for expression even though I was just, like, percussion and stuff like that. Like, have, it like, even though no one really speaks in this game, the conversations that, like, you could hear with different instruments back and forth, like, the call and response kind of stuff, I think is really, really cool, um, I, I don't think the story is anything special, but I think just, like, the art style is really cool. Um, and I think just, like, the way they deliver the story is so unique. And I think, like, for anybody who wants to, you know, pick up a $15 game, I think it's only, like, 5 bucks on iOS, I think, what Janet's been saying. Um, I think it's an absolute, like, great evening. Almost, like, you, you want to sit down and kind of, like, watch, like, a weird uh, kind of, like, uh, movie, you know. Um, I really like the soundtrack. It's uh, a tearjerker. Uh, there are moments where you're like, there's no part where I was like devastated, like walking away from moments and stuff like that. But there are definitely heavy moments where you're like, God damn, that, that hits mm -hmm. in certain ways. And there are definitely moments throughout where you're like, oh, wow, I, I did not expect this, uh, kind of emotional punch, uh, in, in, in certain things. And, you know, that, that's what I was like really impressed by as well. Um, 
Yeah, and just the the music, even though it's like the the story seems to be very like inspired by Jimi Hendrix, and there's even a little bit of that like the music uh, definitely Jimi Hendrix inspired. The music itself also almost reminds me of like less Jimi Hendrix and more of like if Pink Floyd wrote an album about Jimi Hendrix, and just like the way of, mm. like the the unique in like things that aren't instruments that like are used as instruments and just like kind of like almost like how like industrial it can sound at times. And then like going back into the more like sixties, uh, uh, early seventies, uh, vibe there. I, I had a really good time with it. I, I highly recommend it. It's on switch. Um, and I think a bunch of other platforms it's on your phone. So if you got a phone, play it on your phone. Um, so yeah, yeah. I download it on PS five. Yeah. So yeah, I, I when would you gonna play it, it, huh? When are you getting off that Elden Ring, huh? Yeah, when are you going to get just, off that Elden Ring like I did? I'm Bless. 75 hours. I'm going to beat it's it hard. soon. It's hard. I'm going to beat it soon. Um, I got the five demigods defeated, but it just keeps going. This game doesn't end. I would I would put it at a four out of five. It's great. It's definitely, like, out of all of the games from review season. Um, it's definitely <laughs> a standout for me, and I, I think it's definitely one of my favorite games so far this year. Hell yeah. Go check that out. And for everyone else... We'll see you next week. But for all you Patreon people, guess what? It's Bless Who time. Very excited for that. For everyone else, love you all. Goodbye.